0: welcome to the fearless female entrepreneur podcast where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be hi there i'm your host katarina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success i teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hi y'all, welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur podcast. I am looking forward to today's conversation. We are chatting with Katie Hardy. She helps working women create a mindful lifestyle so they can respond with respect rather than regret and live a life of grace and vitality. I love your mission so much. I've been a part of your programs in the past. Um, And I just love your approach to health and wellness um, from a totally different perspective than I think working women and ambitious women are used to. Um, So I can't wait for this conversation. Katie,
1: welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Katerina. You are such a blessing. You are so wonderful. I love your stories. I love how helpful you are. And it is really an honor to be here with you and your listeners today. So thanks for welcoming me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you and I have talked a lot about health and wellness and the whole, you know, (laughs) experience that we have, you know, from our purpose to our spiritual growth to our health and our wellness. Um, so tell us, let's jump right in and tell us what we're doing wrong.
1: Right? Yeah. I would say from, I'll start like broad strokes and then we'll narrow in. Um, But basically one of the biggest mistakes that we are making right now, uh, particularly as working women, is that we are not um, getting mentally, physically, and spiritually prepared, fit, and ready to live out our purpose. Mm -hmm. And in your, whether that's in your career, your vocation, whatever you are doing that you feel called to do and that you're working all day and all night to do. If you don't feel, Um, clear in your mind, refreshed in your body and ready to receive whatever like signs and messages and clients come your way, then you can't live as vibrantly um, and as energetically for that purpose, as well as giving yourself like the proper amount of grace too. So some mistakes are really ignoring your health because you say you're too busy, Um, using stress as, as a reason or an or an excuse to not take care of your mental, physical, spiritual health. Um, I have I'm reading this book by Ann Voskamp called A Thousand Gifts. And she gets into the fact or her opinion, where about that stress is actually lazy, that when you go into stress mode and you're just kind of complaining and you're worrying, it's easier and more comfortable rather than doing that inner work to, to really come out on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, and also for stress or for wellness, particularly in health, um connecting health solely to a size and a weight um rather than your soul and your purpose, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like we
0: create these silos of the way we 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 see things. Uh, and you and I were talking about this before, but it's like, you know, we have, you know, growing up, you know, church was on Sunday and, you know, you'd pray at night and read the Bible or, you know, then we have our working world where we're either building businesses or going after a career. And then health and wellness, as you said, is such a um, kind of like a superficial weight. Um, You know, next might be health. If you have health issues, it's kind of like you take care of your health after you've already have a health issue, as opposed to, you know, working on it altogether. But we forget that there isn't really, we might mentally create these silos and see them, but we don't necessarily connect how they're all together and how our health affects our mindset, affects our mood, affects our productivity, you know, um, how if we're not connecting and working on our spiritual growth, we're not hearing the divine guidance or intuition or, um, you know, or as you said, being open to clients that come to us, even if, they aren't necessarily our ideal clients or, um, you know, just not being open to what the universe or God has sent to us.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and you, and you really hit the nail on the head. Cause that's, that's truly my mission is, is instead of seeing health as just a silo, like you mentioned, and um, compartmentalizing health and work and family and um, finances and faith, It's really seeing how they're all integrated and how they all support each other and how they all work together. Because you might be stressing out in your job so much and you're preparing for a launch and you feel like, you know, if this is the fearless female entrepreneur, right? So maybe you're super, super nervous and you feel like you're trying to um, explain something that maybe you're just not qualified or you don't have enough certifications or or, um, degrees and you're having that imposter syndrome and you're really, really worked up in your mind. But on the other hot, on the other side, you're like, and I also need to to lose twenty pounds. You know, spring break's coming up, summer's coming up, um, so I also need to do that. And when we separate, oh, and I've been like, you know, not as close to my friends and family right now because I'm in this launch. And what happens is you actually are doubling, tripling, compounding your worry and anxiety and your stress because you're seeing them as, as all these different things. But if you see whatever you feel called and whatever you feel that your purpose is, and only, you know, you know, we can, we can have conversations with friends and, and we can practice some spiritual practices that we'll be getting into today to help you really define your purpose. But when you are working on that purpose and and you see it as that you see it as you have these gifts that you that you want to show up for and really spread to the world um and you see your health as the vehicle to get you there to fulfill the purpose that god has given you like god wants you to be healthy to do that right and when you see it that way it's so much more empowering and <clears throat> it's so much more refreshing and clear rather than saying oh I need to lose 20 pounds right for what right to hit a weight that you had in college or to fit in a size that you fit in 10 years ago it's just seeing it as if and when I get healthy it will prepare me even more to fulfill my purpose yeah
0: yeah and we forget that you know our confidence is tied when you're, I think about it every day when I like walk around my yard or I'm lifting weights and I, I feel more confident after. It's kind of like, it definitely re- like releases your chemicals and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden you, you it's like, we see it as like, oh, I'm doing it for my health, but then I'll get my aha moments while working out. I'll get an idea or I'll just feel more energized to go and work longer because I just, I've released all the endorphins. I am I feel proud of myself that I did the workout. And, and it really does like kind of feed into your mindset and your mood and your, your energy. Um, and that's basically the fuel for you to fulfill your purpose.
1: Totally. Yeah. Because think about it the other way around. Think of all of the repercussions. If you're just going to go into overdrive and say, I don't have time to, to get some daily movement in, I don't have time to quiet my mind. I don't have time to eat healthy foods. I just have to run and grab some crackers and get back to the next meeting, get back to the next call that can lead to burnout. That can lead to adrenal fatigue, digestive issues, poor sleep quality, weakened immune system, which is extremely important right now in COVID. Um, poor communication, weakened relationships, right? And then when all of these things start to um, intensify and exacerbate in your life, that then adds more stress, which leads to, from a work perspective, diminished creativity, poor work output, right? It's just causing more stress. So it's really time to take, press pause on the way you may have been doing things and to look at it from a different view to, instead of seeing health as an extra, as a chore, seeing it as actually the fuel that's going to help you fulfill the job, the business, the role that you are trying to fulfill, that you feel called to fulfill and to, and to base that support on, on something that's even bigger than you so that you actually want to show up for it.
0: I love that. I love that. I do think we need a refresh button. We need a, this is, it's kind of like, it's not working, right? If you're so stressed all the time and you are worried about losing the 20 pounds and, and being healthy, but you're also worried about this obligation over here and you hitting your, your goals, like that stress means it's not working. Like it's not the way we need to view. Um, our optimal health and and our purpose. And you're right. I think a lot of people listening here feel like, you know, their entrepreneurial journey isn't just a job. It's something they feel called to do. They want to do. They want to make that impact. They want to help people. Um, they believe that, you know, it, it's it's the part part of their purpose is is to bring this to the world. And it excites them. And it comes from heart and soul. Um, And the last thing we want to do is derail that and make it harder. Um, So, so talk a little bit about, about, um, you know, some, some, uh, some of the backup, some of the support, some of the, some of the ways that this is like, this is a real thing, right? (laughs) I think a lot of times the way we do things, we think because they've been talked about in society for so long and culture for so long is, You know, because everything's siloed in society, health is siloed, your career is siloed, your spiritual growth is siloed, your relationships are siloed, your finances are siloed, but that just because it's been done like that for so long doesn't
1: mean that's the way it, it is right right and i think that we you know we pick up little bits and pieces of why we should do things so um you know we were talking before like beach body right like that's what that's what we feel like we are supposed to have or um and like for women who um, lived in like the fifties and sixties. It was like Twiggy, right? Like all they wanted to do was like smoke cigarettes and drink coffee because like the skinnier, the better. And we just kind of, and then maybe you pick up, gosh, you know, we're so overwhelmed with all the diets. Should I do whole 30 keto paleo? What's the difference? Should I fast? We're so overwhelmed. So what's the backing, like, what's the support in all of this? And, um, three things that I like to try to help women, um, base their decisions around, So first of all, neuroscience, right, brain science, that can help shine a light on why you're making unaligned health choices. So I try to say unaligned rather than unhealthy or negative, um, because what's healthy for one person might be completely unhealthy for another. And you, with autoimmune and the the certain foods that you have um, intolerances and allergies to, know this firsthand. So when you're when you know, but like we'll say basic, basically, right? Like I know I shouldn't like. Eat the entire thing of cookie dough. I should just like bake the cookies and eat one cookie rather than eating all the dough. So neuroscience can really shine a light on on why you're doing that, right? And and you you've probably heard or read um, that we really can reprogram our brains. Uh, to think and feel and behave differently, right? So that's part one. Part two, there's biology where it proves what is happening. Like when you eat too much sugar, you are producing too much insulin, which is blocking your fat stores, which is causing you to really crash and then crave even more sugar. So, and the biology can really help us to uh, understand what's going on in the inside when it comes to our unaligned and aligned health choices. But then the third part that I'm bringing into this is theology. And this kind of takes a different spin where it's it's proving that God or whomever you believe your creator, source, or higher power is not only wants, but needs you to be healthy so that you can live out the life that he or she, wh- whatever your beliefs are, designed for you. And so it's a way for you, and it's really written all throughout scripture as well, that, that The, the universe, the Lord, your creator wants you to be healthy so that you can show up. Yes. Obviously God wants you to be happy, right? He wants you to spread that joy and generosity and love to others, but you need to be like going back to centuries, thousands of years ago you're you have this body that is housing your soul and in order for your soul to to really thrive and do what it's meant to do you need to have a healthy vessel right otherwise you're going to be tired you're going to be fatigued which is the same as tired (laughs) you're going to be frustrated you're just not going to be as refreshed and willing when, when your new, new things come your way, or when you're trying to get in flow with your job. So those are my top three things for, for backing up and really connecting spirituality, connecting faith to wellness is the neuroscience, the biology and theology. What's funny is I, um, I've recently learned that there is a concept that combines neuroscience and theology, and it's called neurotheology. And I was like, oh gosh, I I want to, I want to learn about that more. And, and it's really like neuroscience proving theology and vice versa. And so I was like, well, I am trying to back up health with theology. So I can combine words. So now I, in my work, I am combining combining health and like theology, faith, spirituality and calling it health theology, Um, cause it's really a way to, again, you, when you know what to do and you're just not doing it. And actually this is, um, in a Romans verse as well, that like, I, I know what I should be doing, but I keep doing the wrong things. Like, please help me. There's, there's something blocking me. Um, mm-hmm. That's what this is all about is you really becoming more aware and mindful of the beliefs and the thoughts and um, the feelings and emotions that are leading to behaviors that are causing you to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. And and it's using the, the word, it's using the truth um, to help you show up rather than if you've seen that choosing a weight, choosing a size, choosing a... Uh, diet is going to be your solution and it's not working. This is another way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good
0: point in the beginning about unaligned versus aligned. Um, you know, there are so many cookie cutter approaches to life. And the irony is that, you know, we learn this in business too. You have to do it your way. My tagline for my business is live life your own way. Cause if you don't live it your own way, um, you know, you're never going to feel like you're fulfilled in a career if you're not doing the career of your choice or have the business of your choice or if you're not doing business your way. But also, you know, if you feel forced to cut calories and it creates so much stress for you because you have to measure all your food, right? And that doesn't feel natural and you're struggling, it's creating more stress, then it's not an aligned approach for you. Um, and we, we, I mean, if you think about it, if you're out of alignment, it means you're not really connecting to to the universe. You're not really connecting to source because, you know, you're trying to do it your way. You know, you're not really connecting to your intuition. That's actually telling you the best way for you to have optimal health is to eat these foods and to do these things. And I think we don't realize that if we tap into ourselves, our body tells us exactly what foods we need. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the stress that, has us going for foods that our body really isn't craving, but it's like a mind, you know, that sugar, like I find if I'm trying to write content and I'm stressed, I immediately get up and go to the refrigerator. Like I started, I'm like, just cause I couldn't come up with like
1: a sentence. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I need to procrastinate or I need to, to numb exactly. this mental pain, but it's not, it's, it's
0: like, if I just sat there and I instead would have meditated or, you know, like I I went after food that I didn't really want or my body didn't really need. Um, And then that, you know, as we talk about junk food, it throws off your mental and your capacity and your brain fog
1: and your energy and all of that. Yeah. Totally, oh my gosh. Um, In one of my membership programs, we have a community where women, um, every week I go in and do a live lesson, but we have, it's a community where women are posting things and sharing their wins, sharing their questions, their struggles. And um, I have an inflammation workshop coming up and uh, I had a question the week before saying what foods, really irritate you, like make you not be who you want to be, who you were created to be. And this woman said, sugar, I'm so mean when I eat sugar. And I realized that too, right? I realized that around the holidays when we're baking more cookies and like, you know, doing all the holiday treats, I'm like, why do I feel so aggressive right now? And I'm like, oh, it's because I've had five cookies, you know? So yeah, it really messes with your system, but it also messes with your mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I notice if I have sugar or gluten because I'm gluten intolerant, the next yeah. day I'm angry. Like I'm moody. I'm like, well, I don't feel good. I'm like more snappy right. at people. Right. And I'm like that. And then I have to think, like, what did you eat yesterday? <laughs> what did totally. you totally? What what was it? Yes.
1: Because it doesn't feel good. Yes, it's so interesting how foods that that they affect everybody in different ways and it's not only just like upset stomach or heartburn it can also just make you mean, you know. Yeah, I and mean, nobody really
0: talks about the mood changes, but for me also brain fog. Um I had to stop drinking caffeine because my brain fog kept getting worse. And so as huh. soon as I cut out caffeine, I'm sharper. I'm fatigued, I'm tired more. <laughs> I don't get that jolt of energy But I I can notice a change by cutting sugar and caffeine out and other people, it doesn't affect them at all. And that is again, tapping into your intuition and trusting that, you know, I think this is for entrepreneurs. One of the biggest lessons is we're always outside focus. We're always action focus. We're always outcome focus, right? I want the money. I want the clients. I need, but then there's also like, I don't really know how to do this. So I'm gonna take everything everybody else does. Um, And I think we we get so on a line, like we don't realize we have everything right in here. It's our own navigation system. And that's Mm -hmm. why spirituality is so important. And spirituality doesn't have to be praying at a church. It could be you meditating and just connecting to yourself. You know, if that's the way you view your spiritual world is your inner guidance, intuition, we forget that we know exactly what we're meant to be doing. If we just shut up and listen (laughs) and stop for a moment and, and stop pushing
1: past the struggle to get there. And that's actually like the perfect segue, because I have three pillars of health theology or spiritual wellness. And, and it really um, ties into exactly what you just said is re- the the mental, the physical and the spiritual. So um you're familiar with my program triple fit, and it really teaches you how to customize this, uh, the mental, the mentally, physically, and spiritually fit based on your unique gifts, your purpose, your personality, your schedule, your goals, your moods, like we said. So getting into the pillars of spiritual wellness and, um, allowing you to play with and experiment with, I'll mention like maybe two practices under each pillar. Um, there are a lot more, but let's, just like not overwhelm the crowd <laughs> here. And um, and y'all, while you're listening to the practices within each pillar, think of one that you want to experiment with. And it can not even be one per category or a pillar. You can just choose one that you will practice over the course of the next seven days. And just like Katarina was saying earlier, really taking ownership and making it the life that you want to live. This is really all about customization. Um, One of the women in my membership, and she's also in my mind care, magic, a mindfulness program that we have. um, She was like, I just can't visualize like when it comes to meditation and guided meditations, it's so frustrating. I can't do it. I can't do it. So we talked about how, and we can actually just go right into number one, mentally fit is the first category. So mentally fit. Fit, spiritually fit, physically fit. And you really want to harness, harness all three of these. So again, you can show up ready and willing for your purpose mentally fit, it does not have to be meditation. So there's the formal, so in my training at Duke for integrative wellness, we learned about the difference between formal and informal mindfulness. And for her, the formal still practice was just super, super challenging. And that she was antsy. And sure, if this, for you, if you feel the same way about formal meditation, um, you have a choice. You can either say, you know what, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to, I'm going to practice every day. And this is important to me. Or you can say, I don't like this and it's not doing anything for me. What else can I do? That's kind of where we are with one of my clients right now. And so journaling and movement that is still mindfulness that's still getting mentally fit but the movement portion is mindful movement mindfulness can be active so another lady in the program kathy she turns movement into poetry she will go for a walk in the woods come back and post in our group just this beautiful poem of i mean we're kind of we're in march now but this was maybe a month ago when the whole month of february was snow nonstop you know just how she was walking on the snow and seeing it in the trees and the crunch of the snow in her feet um so you really can have so this this first practice of mindfulness within the mentally fit category can be both formal right something that you that you practice daily and it's something that that you are really dedicated to um but it also can be more informal and integrated throughout your day and and can be action based. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. When you're, when you're trying to, um, to become more mentally fit yeah, from the mindfulness I, category.
0: I do that. Like I like to meditate, but sometimes I just can't, um, funny story. What I do is my backyard's not big but I walk a circle while my dog's outside, you know, getting, I walk a circle. I put blast music. I start singing my poor neighbors. I like sing at the top of my lungs. I I'm saw it like, on
1: your Instagram stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Your dog's bark all the time. I get to sing out loud. Um, and it's only 60 steps around my yard. Cause it's only part of my yard. Cause yeah, the other part is fenced off. And I'll, yesterday I walked 10,000 steps. It's just in a circle, but it, and at first when I started it, I was clenched teeth, thinking too much, and now it's become this like I'll like wave my arms, I'll like I just I, that's how I come up with my Instagram posts now. Now they're just like I watch the birds chirping, and I've created it. I created like a meditative, uh, and I do it about three or four times a day. Um, and mm-hmm. I just created this like, meditative moment. My dog needs to be outside anyway. It's a gorgeous spring, you know, week here in, uh, Texas. So why not enjoy it? Um, and it's, it is, it, I come in refreshed, um, and happy. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That is awesome. Yep. So I love that, that you can see getting mentally fit in a physical way and that it doesn't have to be sit it seated down. Um, but another spiritual practice when you're trying to get mentally fit for your purpose is stillness. And like we said, stillness can be hard, but stillness can bring about so much clarity. And I mean, you can see this in so many different forms. I mean, Ryan Holiday has a book called Stillness is the Key, and it really dates back to the Stoicism era. Um, If you've read Untamed by Glennon Doyle, she talks about how she just needs to like sit in her closet for 10 minutes and the ideas start flowing, right? Her inner knowing, it's almost like she's rooted, seated down. And then just like all of the water, like seeps up from the soil to the trees. And she's able to come up with these amazing ideas. Um, and then from scripture as well, right? Like Jesus sometimes was like, peace out. I'm getting in a boat. I'm going over here. I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to go up on a mountain, but he went in the wilderness, right? For 40 days. So you need to have a, try to make time for stillness. And again, it doesn't have to be meditative. It doesn't have to be you in a awkward, uncomfortable pose, listening to headspace or calm or, or whatever app you have, it can really just be getting still. And it really, you can think of it as like the raging waters that you might be feeling just coming down to like a beautiful flat as glass, clear body of water, just to help you <sighs> right take a deep yeah. breath calm down and um and see what magic comes from that yeah and i think there's always a struggle i think people
0: need if they're trying to figure something out or they have a goal they can't stop they have to keep pushing after it but it's actually counterproductive because the more you keep pushing it's like you're going to keep hitting resistance but there's a magic to creating that space of quiet it actually gives your brain like a moment to like sort through everything you just threw at it make sense put yeah. i i think of it as like i guess in like Uh, inside out where everything's like ordered. And like, I think of like little file cabinets. Your your mind is like, wait, you said this, this and this, but what if we pulled this? It's like working on, I feel like your mind's working on a whiteboard. If you just shush for a minute, get out of your own way. Let me do my thing on this whiteboard here, put it all together and I'll give you an answer or a solution or let you know that what you're working on, you don't even really want to work on, you know? And so there's a, there's a magic to that stillness um, that I think, work like ambitious women are sometimes resistant to because if i'm not working then i won't hit my goal
1: totally yeah i mean i still have like days where what i try to do from the stillness perspective so from six to seven every morning that is my time like my kids are, have, because of the time change, they have been sleeping in a little bit, which is a blessing. Typically they'll come down between like starting at 6.15. So I don't always get the full hour, but that's my time where like I go through, through my Bible app and I'll read the verse of the day. And there's this like cool story around it and I'll write how it relates to me, right? And then I'll do some reading and I try not to do any work during that time. But I try to get my meditation and my stillness in after I take, drop the kids off at school. So I'm home by like 8.30 so many days i'm like you know i've got a podcast interview at 9 30 or you know i've i have to get this email out at this time and i still struggle with that so it's really finding a, a not only a time that works best for you but also a place a space a method that's most comfortable for you you have to customize it otherwise you're not going to show up for it
0: yeah and don't be too strict with yourself saying i like the miracle morning where everybody's like, I have to wake up at five. I'm "I'm not waking up at five to do this stuff. Like not going to happen, but it might be a lot of times for me at noon when I go outside with my dog, that's my time. Um, Mm. And then I'll just take little breaks here or there. And, but you know, some days it doesn't work like that. Some days I take a break at a 10 in the morning. Some days it's at two in the afternoon, but allowing yourself to be flexible, but know to schedule that in somehow.
1: Yes. Yes. One of my clients, Lynn was so adamant and really like disciplined in getting it in. It was like her fuel, her foundation for her day. And then she kind of had like an interruption and then, and she's still kind of trying to work back to it. But she said she's giving herself so much grace because now she's using stillness as more of a, um, like based on intuition, Mm -hmm. more like fluid and natural. So instead of having her stillness at this time a rigid time that she had every day and then she had kind of an interruption with life, she's now just kind of letting it flow in like when she feels like she needs it and that feels good to her. So that's her answer, you know? Like it's not that she's doing it wrong. It's that now she's in a new season and it's working for her in a different way. And I just got goosebumps thinking about it because that's the key. It's really just you flowing into what feels the best for you. Well, and it's so funny. Okay, so let's- (laughs)
0: But I was going to say, we always look for control, but sometimes you got to let go of the control and that's when you tap into your intuition so much more. Exactly,
1: exactly. Um, Okay, so we want to move into the next pillar that is physically fit, right? So triple fit, spiritual wellness, we've got mentally fit, physically fit, spiritually fit physically fit. We've kind of already talked about movement already. We were talking about it in the sense of mindful movement, but really getting your body moving. Like think of all of that like junk Physically and mentally, um, or like tangibly and intangibly, that you have inside of your system, right? From the food perspective, yes, but all of the things, like the siloed things that we were talking about at the beginning, are really blocked in you physically. And when you are able to get some actionable movement in, it doesn't have to be high intensity. Another a woman in Triple Fit in our November program was like, "Oh, I thought that you had to work out every day for an hour, or when you did work out, it always had to be an hour." No. She's like, "Well, that's why I haven't been getting up to work out because I thought I had to be an hour and if I do it for 20 minutes it doesn't count." Absolutely not. Just getting that physical movement in, whatever makes the most sense for you, that is a spiritual practice because you're making room, right? Whatever you feel that's inside of you whether it's your soul, whether it's the holy spirit, whether it's, you know, your your inner guide trying trying to guide you but you're so backed up. Physical movement is making room, is making space for all of that magic inside of you, all of those gems that are buried so down deep. It's really digging up the dirt and letting all of that magic come out.
0: And it's where we keep our stress. So that's part one.
1: Right?
0: We, we I keep know. stress in our joints and in our gut. And the more you move, that's why like your, your mood shifts, you know, the more you move and you like let all that out, like you release it, um, you just feel better.
1: Yes, exactly. And you know that from the massage perspective as well.
0: Right. Yeah, I get people on the table that start crying while I'm giving them massage because they're releasing
1: so much they hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that support as well. Um, and then another point, if we want to go through kind of two practices within each of the pillars. So another point within the physically fit pillar is having your own personal eating guidelines. And I put this in physical because what we eat totally impacts who we are, how we move. Um, Even from a work perspective, when you're working, that is a physical motion and what you eat is completely impacting how you are moving your physical body. So, and we talked about this, right? The customization of it all. If I were to say to you, Katerina, okay, this is the magic soup. You should just have this every day. All of your worries will go away. You will no longer be bloated. You will have energy. You won't have headaches. It's gonna be magical and you read the recipe and there are tomatoes in it and you're like I am allergic to tomatoes I can't do it right and it's then like think about what would happen if you would have that soup every single day it would be a disaster mm-hmm. so it's having your own personal eating guidelines. Maybe that's fasting, which can 100% be a spiritual practice. Um, you know, maybe it's avoiding certain foods that you might not even be allergic or intolerant to, but your body just rejects. Um, so it's really, I call them pegs personal eating guidelines, and from, from the spiritual perspective of you showing up as your best self, who you were born to be for your purpose, it's eating in a way that makes you feel good, right? And thinking about food in a way that makes you feel good rather than condemning food, rather than saying, I was so bad because I had A, B, or C. Whether you're thinking about food every two hours, it's coming up with your own spiritual meal plan so that you can just go on with your day and not obsess over it anymore. There's so many things that can fuel you uh, spiritually rather than food. Food's not always the answer. And, and we escape to food for so many reasons. You had said, you know, either it's procrastination or you're having a mental block or, you know, emotional eating and stress eating, um, even happy eating. We We do it and we really need to seek fulfillment elsewhere. Care, rather than always relying on food
0: yeah yeah and being aware of what feels good and what doesn't like if it makes you feel like crap afterwards probably don't eat it anymore because <laughs> you, yeah, you guys exactly. feel like crap afterwards the next time you eat it too
1: <laughs> yes yes yeah I have this like love-hate relationship with wine and that there are some nights and I'm I've kind of synced it up to certain things that I eat when I drink wine but even if I have two glasses if I'm out with girlfriends or we're out to I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning and my body is just like, Bleh! and I need to really, you know, check that. Cause I do enjoy wine, but You know, if there's, if it's a combination of things that I ate it with, or if it was on an empty stomach, or if it was a type of wine, it's really you trying to figure out like what that combination was, like what that scenario is, that is not causing your body to reject it and not causing you to wake up the next day, not inspired, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to wake up inspired and and ready to, to use your gifts. Yes, exactly. Love it. Okay. Final category in health theology is getting spiritually fit. And I think what tends to happen sometimes, and actually I can't wait to read this book. My, um, my church group, we're going to be reading this spring, um, emotionally healthy spirituality. And it's really kind of connecting the way that you are, you know, your beliefs trigger your thoughts, your, your thoughts, trigger your feelings and emotions, which triggers your actions, which gives you your results. So it can be really hard to rely on the universe or God or source, your creator. um, When you have these emotional blocks. So if you're trying to um, nourish, nurture, develop your spirituality or your faith for the purpose Of fulfilling your purpose, right? If you really want to connect with something that's bigger than you, no matter what you believe that to be, one of the first steps in this spiritually fit category is prayer. And prayer can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, If you are more of a like universe believer, if that really resonates with you, um, you know, for like the Gabrielle Bernstein perspective, like the universe has your back. can be praying to the universe, whether it's, you know, to give, to give you a sign or, um, to to help you with a struggle that you're going through right now or to to give you some clarity um and again if this is if you do um believe in god and jesus's story then that's a prayer to do it as well um and and there's so many different religions but it doesn't matter if we all pray in different ways pray what makes the most sense to you if it's like a specific prayer that you have learned in maybe catholicism then then do it but if you're more of like a yo God, what is happening? You know, like he wants to hear you in your voice. You know, like, or if you're like, should I pray to Jesus or God? Like, should I say, hey guys, it's me, you know? It doesn't matter, they just wanna hear your voice. And and if you're not comfortable with praying, that can, prayer in the spiritually fit category can have so many different um, aspects. It could just be reading, right? Reading something that is, whether it's scripture that is driving you or more like universal laws. Um, Maybe it's just like thinking about it. Maybe it's speaking about it. Maybe it's just like singing worship songs whatever it is or a song that just like makes you cry um prayer is really a way for you to have that communication with whatever you believe is out there um for you to just like send out the message and receive whatever um answers you see in whatever way right it might not be a voice it might be you know an animal it might be a sound it might be you know, a billboard, who knows how you're going to hear it, but, or see it or experience it. But that's the first step in the the spiritually fit category. I love it. And then, yeah, good, good. I'm glad that it's, it can um, resonate with different people in different ways. Yeah. Um, And then finally, our final bullet, um, this is like the second practice that you can work on in the spiritually fit category is generosity. And you've heard of you know, gratitude and, um, you know, just, just being really connected and having that compassion, right. Kristen Neff, um, who, gosh, all the greats talk about her, Brene Brown, um, that she's a, um, self-compassion researcher and it's having compassion for yourself, but also having compassion for others. And, you know, it's like the first two commandments, number one, love God, number two, love your neighbor. And this is a way for you to, um, it doesn't always have to be money. It doesn't always have to be like donating to charity with your funds. It could be, um, your, your time, you know, maybe you're seeing somebody in need and you just want to like donate your time to them and, you know, maybe it is, um, your talents. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, you have gifts, you have skills and maybe it's more, um, it's sharing those gifts and sharing those skills or, or giving your things away, you know, if there's things that are no longer serving you and you want to donate them to a, a women's shelter, um, generosity is, is is a huge part of spirituality and, um, a really big step within this category as well.
0: I love that. Cause they say like, if you're struggling in your own life and you're really stressed, go help somebody else. Yes. It, it opens up your heart. Um, and it's just, is like the best way to not just feel better for yourself, but to kind of connect with somebody else and open your heart and, you know, perspective shift. And just, you know, that's what we're here for is help other people. So go, maybe you can't figure out your purpose here, but go help somebody else. Cause that's still part of your purpose is helping somebody else.
1: Yes. And you're validating one of my podcast episodes. It was like one of my first podcast episodes. It was how to bust out of a funk. And cause I was in a big funk, uh, last April, gosh, it was almost a full year ago, 2020. Um, I had like recently discovered that I like produced ovarian cysts surprise. And I had like a, a cyst burst and it was extremely painful. It was the worst. It was Easter weekend. Like it burst on a Friday. I could not walk the whole entire weekend. It was awful. And so, I was in this funk and I did, that was like physical, uh, suffering, but I had no idea, like the hormonal and mental implications that were going to happen. And I was just so down, very, very down. And I was like, what can I do to bust out of this? So coming from my integrative wellness certifications and trainings and all the self-help books I have and all the podcasts I listen to, I tried all of these things. I feel like I should write a book about this. And so finally my, um, I narrowed it down to the top five and the number one thing was helping other people because you forget about your problems when you reach out to others. And this was early quarantine. So I'm like, OK, this one mom was saying, like, I don't know what to do with my kids. Like, We don't have any papers. We don't have any like, my kids are home, but I'm not educating them. What should I do? so I just like walked all around the house and collected. I'm like, okay, we haven't used these crayons from the restaurant yet. We got this coloring book from somebody we've never used it. Take this. Oh, she needs this tea and she needs this essential oil. You know, let's, let's give her a bottle of wine too. And just dropped it (laughs) off on her doorstep, you know? So just, and then, and then I forgot about my problems because I was just so in the flow of, of being generous to somebody else. Yeah. And
0: we sometimes get so focused
1: on ourselves and our purpose, but not realizing
0: that we are meant to be a community at all times and that God put us there to help other people. And it always kind of shifts your perspective about what, what it's all about, what we're really put here for, for sure. 100%. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love these tips so much. Um, You know, just one of each to focus on Perfect way to start perfect way to shift the whole perspective around optimal health, overall health, spiritual wellness
1: yeah yeah if you even take one because sometimes as as women and men might do this too we will write down 30 things that we're going to get done during the day and we end up doing two and we call ourselves failures and Mm -hmm. that is that's not okay right from the mindset perspective too so just choose one of from each category not from each category but of the categories of all of the tips or the the tricks, steps, practices, just choose one, practice it, you know, a few days over the week and see if you like it, hate it. And if it's not working for you, try a different one, or if you're ready, bring on another one. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much. I mean, this is just such a great conversation and I'd love to have you back one day to just kind of dive deeper into this because I think, I think it makes such a big difference, especially all of us female entrepreneurs trying to figure it all out on our, mostly on our own, in our homes, especially during pandemic, you know, feeling all the stress and overwhelming, wanting, wanting everything to happen, but feeling, you know, overwhelmed by all the buckets. So this is such a a great approach to, to feeling good, but not having to make such big shifts in your life to do it.
1: Yep hundred percent, right? Customizing it, making it your own. And just think if you were to take on one thing and you were to practice it one day, that's going to help you show up one percent better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then if you did it, Five days, that's going to help you show up 5% better tomorrow. If you did it 30 days in a row, by the end of the month, you're going to show up 30% stronger and then 365% stronger if you practice one of these things every day. So, but it's, it's like we said, really making it all about customization, making it your own so that you actually want to show up for these, um, and, and to really experiment with it. Yeah. Right. And take that radical responsibility. Yeah. yeah the consistency.
0: Consistency. Like, don't just do it once. Yeah. Like, hey, it'll work. No, consistently do it every single day. And that's when the shifts happen magically for sure. Yep.
1: Yep. And not, not blaming your external resources, right. Not blaming time, schedule, kids, boss, clients it's you taking radical responsibility because when we say we don't have time to do something but then we end up you know scrolling instagram or maybe we couldn't find our phone and we spent 20 minutes looking for it you actually do have time yeah right we for make sure. time for what's important for sure so where can everybody follow you Yes. So I am pretty much on all social platforms at Whole Hardy. So W-H-O-L-E and then Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y. I mainly hang out on Instagram so you can find me there. Um, The podcast I have is the Inside Out Wellness Podcast. um, So you can search that and um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so
0: much for this enlightening conversation. I love your approach. I'm excited to see all that you're going to do with it, with your programs and your services. Um, So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm here to serve, here to help. And uh, this was really, really wonderful. So I appreciate you. Thanks, Katerina.
0: Yeah. And thank you all for joining us and we will see you all next week. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the fearless female entrepreneur podcast. I want to invite you to join me over on Instagram at true Joy experience. That's where I share how to tips, inspiration, and my own personal stories on how I gained the confidence and clarity that helped me leave my nine to five behind and design a life and business that I love. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week, right when they launch. Finally, if you are ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be, download the Mindset and Confidence Assessment to discover what is holding you back from stepping into all you are capable of achieving.